Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Good morning, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I was having a conversation with, uh, with an individual the other day talking about malinvestment, and they had never heard the term malinvestment before. So I tried to explain malinvestment to him, and pretty much a malinvestment is something that should never have taken place in the, it, it, to begin with. It was something that was like over the top, either taken out debt to put towards something that was never going to succeed in the fashion that was happening. Now, I know that sounds a little complicated, but let me try and explain it with the, with the story that, that I had experienced with the malinvestment. And that is, it wasn't my investment. It was a company that I had worked for. Now, this lumber yard that I had worked for here in Astoria had expanded greatly. Their stores were huge. And there was like no no expense spared. I mean, everything was just awesome about this place. There was murals on, on the walls. There was in-floor heating. The buildings themselves were just very visually appealing for, for the town. Everything about these lumber yards were just awesome. I mean, not a single thing out of place. The only problem with it is, is that all this money that went into building these stores was not necessary. Like, all this debt that went into putting into the murals, into the flooring, into the fancy offices and conference rooms and all this stuff that was like really unnecessary. I mean, it was somewhat necessary, like it could kind of be cool to have, but it wasn't necessary for a lumberyard and the expense that went into these like over the top like stuff for this lumberyard meant that if there was ever a switch in business model, like all of a sudden you went from doing like a booming economy to a failing economy, there was no way you're going to be able to make your debt payments. And that's exactly what happened. So it was buying too big of a house, essentially. And the moment that you get a cut in pay or you lose your somewhat some of your, your income, you're no longer able to make your debt payments and you begin to fail. And that's exactly what happened to those lumberyards. Eventually, they both failed. One of them, you know, there was two lumberyards, one in a town just, just west of uh, Astoria. And... Uh, they both ended up in the hands of different businesses. So, uh, you know, and this was like a long time ago. I mean, I think the, uh, the final closing of those yards was back in like 2012, if I remember right. So it was, it was quite a while ago. And, uh, and it was sad to see because there was a lot of people who had worked for that company for a long time. And originally, like people had worked for the company before the expansion of the stores. And they were just dinky little yards. They were just dinky little mom-pa places. But then they had this booming economy. And, you know, you think this was like 2004, I think, is when they had those buildings going, right? 2005, they were completed. 
So we start having like issues in what, 2007, eight? Is that, isn't that when the financial crisis really started kicking in? And right then there was a huge storm that took out like every roof in, in the Pacific Northwest. It was like a major storm that had come through and I believe that was in 2007. So that storm that hit right then actually carried our county on, or the whole Pacific Northwest on for quite a while as there was a rebuild taking place. So while there was a recession going on in most places, we had somewhat of a booming economy because of because of the storm that had that had messed up so much stuff. I mean, it was a huge rebuild taking place. Once that had you know was over, I mean, it was like lasted a good year. Once that was over, it was on. I mean, this place was just like it was dead. There was no jobs available, and everything was slowing down dramatically. So it was a little late to our area as far as the recession goes. But it was right then all the malinvestments really started presenting themselves. That's when all the foreclosures started kicking in. That's when everybody was like losing their businesses and stuff. And you could see where all this over irrational exuberance, irrational exuberance that went into taking out this money so that they could start these businesses or so that they could buy these big homes or so that they could buy these cars. And cars are not an investment, not by any means. People say, I need to upgrade my car. There's no return on investment when buying a car. I'm no car dealer. I'm not gonna be a classic car dealer or an antique car dealer. When I buy a car, I need it to get me from point A to point B, end of story. <laughs> so, you know, when, it, when I look at like malinvestment you know, this is where people like they have like this vision. Like, there's here's another story of a of a guy who wanted to start a, a gym. Like, I think it was for martial arts, and he had borrowed a bunch of money from his family, and he created this huge image. He had all these labels and logos and signage and trucks with logos on the trucks and stuff. But what he didn't really have was the product. And although he had a few students, it wasn't enough to carry the business on, and eventually failed. And um, yeah, it was a sad story. But anyway, I just wanted to bring up malinvestment, kind of talk about that and see what you guys had to think about all the malinvestment that's probably going to be exposing itself starting in China and then spreading its way across the rest of the world. Uneducated economists, you let me know.